Hello, I'm Janet. I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. And we're back. We are. It feels like it's been a really long time, even though it's only been like two weeks. Right? It's been a long two weeks. Very long uh, yeah. two weeks. Yes. Very long. Yes. So what's been new? What's been going on with you? You know, nothing has really been new. I feel like there's nothing new going on. It's just work and hanging out on the weekends. I mean, it was deadly cold this weekend, unless you lived in Wisconsin. Then it was even colder than it was here, and we had spring. I know, right? But. What were we at? Negative six or seven on Sunday? Yeah. My brother sent me a text. He's in North Dakota, and he he was at negative 24, and I was like, okay, I'm not complaining. (laughs) Yeah, Regan and Nick were sending, like, Snapchats and stuff like that, where it was, like, negative 36 as well. And I was like, uh, yeah. And I went to work on Monday without a jacket. And everybody blew it blew their minds. You're crazy, girl. You're crazy. Oh, it was nice. I enjoyed it. But we do have to, like, keep those in, like, Texas and all those places that are getting hammered with snow. Blake Horseman is stuck in Texas. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> Not just thinking of him. I'm thinking of all the people without power <laughs> and those that aren't used to the cold, cold weathers and snow. And as they get ready yeah. to warm up, their pipes just, it's going uh, to be a nightmare for a bit. I know. Well, bit. we've had a lot of pipe issues around here, though, even. Have we? Yeah. When I went to get my lashes done, the area that I park in is an underground parking garage and water was just like pouring down into the thing and I was like what happened well apparently the pipes burst and um one of our directors Dr. Sarah Young um she mentioned she just got her house it was a it's a townhouse and it's new build and her pipes froze over the weekend while she was gone but some of her neighbors actually they um, burst. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of it. And then I was in the middle of a Teams meeting with this one guy that I have a Teams call with every week. And um, he messages me and he's like, uh, so I think my apartment's about to be flooded. Um, Yikes. And it was because somebody's pipe froze and burst or whatever. And it was starting to flood all the way down the hall. And it was like reaching multiple apartments. So it's crazy. Yeah, this, um, since our cats have moved upstairs, we have closed the door to the basement, and oh, yeah. I came down here, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cold, and I, I'm like, should I be worried about our pipes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm cold, they're cold, up until now, we used to keep the basement door open, because like, our cats would stay down here, but yeah. now that we don't, I'm like, is this safe? <laughs> Maybe with it being so cold, we should open the door back up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. But as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm like, I feel like this might be a talking point with my husband after we record. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Just to is, be sure. It is a bit chilly. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have some sad news. Um, Butterfly, the little teacup poodle that has joined so many of our podcasts... Um, passed on since our last podcast. And I remember our last podcast, um, she had a cough on Monday and we took her into the doctor. And so after the podcast, I didn't say it on the podcast. I was like, Amber, just keep butterfly in your thoughts. She's at the doctor. They're trying to regulate her oxygen and get her on some meds. And then unfortunately, Friday, we had to say goodbye. It was so fast and very traumatic for me. Um, as you know, as you can relate... (laughs) We don't have kids, <laughs> so yeah. they are our kids, and um, each day has gotten easier. I still have moments where I'm like, it doesn't feel real. It just doesn't feel real. Like, she's going to she's gonna come back from the bed any day, you know? Yeah. Um, and she used to sit in on the bed behind me where, when I work, and oh, yeah. I still have days where I get up, and I'm ready to pick her up to go with me, and I'm like, oh, she's not. Yeah. And so we're on the search because... I didn't know this about me um, because Butterfly was my first, like, dog. Like, we had Moon Pie, but he was really Steve's dog. It was yeah. my, mine. Butterfly was mine. And we have two cats, but they're not the same. Like, Yeah, they're not. I come home when Steve's out, and I'm like, I'm home. No one cares. 
like come greet me and be like hi i'm so yeah. glad you're here and so um and the cuddle factor cats aren't cuddlers and you know no. i love our cats but it's just different um so we're on the hunt and you know it is hard to find a dog <laughs> you know i hear everybody say that but uh, at the same time i see dogs up for adoption everywhere yeah the funny um, thing is is that we want a small one and either young or puppy um, because we want to have all the time with them um and those are very much in demand like as soon as they're on i'll on pet finder i get like notifications i emailed the people oh they're not available anymore and on saturday i was in between cycle bar classes because i took two and I was, I pulled up Pet Finder and I was like, oh, there's a cute one. It was a Shih Tzu, not really our target dog, but I, we had been approved by this um, adoption place already. Mm -hmm. So I messaged them. I was like, hey, um, is this dog still available? What's its story? And I messaged the link, I link, sent Steve the link. I was like, look at this one. And they replied and was like yes and no let's schedule time for you guys to come meet the dog well i couldn't because of work but steve went and met the dog on monday but by the time steve got the link and clicked on it the dog was already down oh wow but it looks like we might be getting this dog we'll see we'll see oh. it has to it has to have its um neuter spade surgery um, oh sure and it's from a puppy mill rescue it's one year old oh. Um, so it has no skills, hasn't been trained at all, probably can't go to the bathroom, um, you know, like a normal dog, because these poor puppy mill dogs, they just live in cages. It's so yeah, sad. It's sad. So hopefully by the next time we meet, I will have an update. If not, <laughs> like I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket because I know something could happen and it won't work out, but finding a dog is hard, Amber. <laughs> I think it's because I follow positive restorations, and so I'm constantly seeing, like, puppy posts. Oh, yeah. So, but, I know. Like, we would I love hear. another poodle, another teacup or toy, but those are impossible to find. Yeah. But they really are. They're so, and, like, an American Eskimo. Anyway, so that's the sad news, yeah. but hopeful news. Um, hopefully, I will be training a new puppy soon. And I've been watching all the YouTube videos. And if you have any tips, tricks, share. Amber and listeners, share, share, share. <laughs> We're going shopping this weekend for dog toys and all the dog things. Because Butterfly was teeny and yeah, even a Shih Tzu is going to be bigger than that. So This is true. Mm -hmm. We got a great name picked out. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. We're going to call it Rip. Do you watch Yellowstone? Rick? No. Oh, okay. It's a character from that. I wanted to call it Dutton <laughs> because that's the family name, and I felt like that was very, like, kind of regal-sounding, Dutton. But Steve's like, eh. And I was, he's like, what about Rip? And I was like, okay, he's the hottest guy on the show, so I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, goodness. What else? Are you still doing TikTok? You know, um, I still go on TikTok every now and then um, and fall down lovely little um, holes. There are some great creators on there that I think um, really help just make you laugh and brighten your day. So I sometimes do it for that aspect. Um, but I'm not, I don't always do TikTok. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So I haven't gotten notified of your new TikTok. Oh, I deleted the app. That's why I haven't gotten notified. Uh -huh. There you go. <laughs> My husband has discovered TikTok. Oh, that's going to be dangerous for him. Yes. Does he make them? Because I feel like he would make them. Yes. Like there was one time last week he came up to me and he was like, um, I'm, I'm at my work computer. I'm working and I was a little annoyed. I was like, what? What do you want? And he's like, when I kiss your head, make a fun reaction. So I, he kissed my head and I made a fun, a fun reaction and the TikTok was like, kiss your dog's head or your pet's head and see how they react. And I was oh like, my God. you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be dangerous for him for sure. <laughs> One of my girlfriends reached out the next day. She's like, I see Steve discovered TikTok. I was like, yeah, he has. Mm, yeah. He has. Well, you know, a big TikTok thing is the recipes, like all these recipes. 
have been coming out and people are falling in love with the recipes and there's a lot of great ones out there. Um, I have learned how to cut my tortilla properly. Have you seen that one? (laughs) Where you cut it and then you can fold it into quadrants. You got to look that one up. It makes, oh, maybe I have seen that. It makes the tortilla so much more efficient because you can have a layer of meat, a layer of guacamole, a layer of lettuce, and it just makes it so compact and perfect. Instead of me trying to roll it up and think I'm Taco Bell, I'm not. <laughs> I know. Well, so one of my team members, Felicity, um, I actually, after work on Wednesday... We went to, um, last Wednesday, we went over to Maddie's house, which is another one of my coworkers, or my uh, teammates, and uh, Felicity made us a meal from TikTok, and it was super easy, it was super quick, it was like penne, um, it was almost like a, a caprese or caprese or whatever, like pasta, mm-hmm. there was no meat or anything in it, but it was so good, um, but she got it off TikTok. Well, TikTok... They see they see you. They see us. Um, there's so many viral recipes that they are testing um, kind of an extension of TikTok where people can go to the recipes website and see like directions, ingredients and nutritional facts. And it's a hmm. and it's an extension called Whisk. It's a new feature that will make it easy to save the recipes and then go back and make them. I just find that to be very interesting. But you've not done the TikTok recipes? I have not. I tend to stick to the same kind of um, uh, creators. And so I'm not too many of the creators that I follow have been doing recipes. Oh. So. Well, something to try or maybe get Nick on to. Yeah. I know. Nick likes to put his little spin on all the recipes, though. Right? It's a foundation and he can build off of it. Yeah, which recently um, I found out that apparently buying lemon juice in cans of white wine for uh, cooking are unacceptable. You have it to caused buy- a very significant debate in our house. You have to buy lemons rather than the lemon juice? Yeah. And bottles yeah. of wine rather than cans of wine? Because in my head, I was thinking, so one, I don't like stopping on my way home from work. Me either. Okay. So, second of all, um, he decides that he needs me to stop at um, somewhere and grab white wine and lemons. Okay. Well, I'm not stopping at two places, and our King Supers is not a liquor store. Right. And our Whole Foods, I think, only carries beer and not wine. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop at Total Beverage because likely they're going to have lemons and limes and stuff like that. Well, what I also thought was for the white wine, you know how like they have like the little chicken stock, um, like little containers that you can get so that we don't have to buy the big one. And I was thinking, okay, I'll just do that because then we'll have multiple for later and we're not going to waste an entire bottle of wine. I get home and they had lemon juice there. So I grabbed the lemon juice. I get home and you would have thought I like... Broke his baseball bat. Oh, my gosh. He was so... Who the fuck buys white can wine? I do. Then he started trying to tell me that it was because it had carbonation in it. The shit didn't have carbonation. It's white wine. Just because it's in a can does not mean there's carbonation. It was a whole thing. Ooh, I'm sorry. And then... Oh, and then... So we eat dinner. He burnt the garlic. And then he decides, you know, I think I'm going to run to the store. I'm sorry. You're telling me that you couldn't have ran to the store before, gotten everything you wanted. Oh, I was pissed. So while he was at the store, I was like, by the way, don't forget to pick up a bottle of wine because only idiots buy cans of wine. (laughs) Oh, passive aggressive. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I was not happy. Well, are you Sorry. are you an IHOP fan? No, no, no. I'm not a big pancake person, and to be honest, I've never actually even been to IHOP. What? Oh my gosh, Amber, you got to go once. You just got to go I once. I like waffles. They have them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the National Pancake Day at IHOP has been canceled due to the pandemic. 
Such a big bummer. But they have come out with good news. If you join their My Hop email club by March 31st, you'll receive a coupon. And with that coupon, you can get free pancakes like you would on on National Pancake Day. And it's not dine-in only, which usually National Pancake Day is. Um, You just have to have a minimum purchase of $10, and you get a free short stack in April. Sweet. (laughs) You don't care. I mean, that's great for people that like pancakes. Right, right. (laughs) It does also say, though, I see that uh, Chick-fil-A postponed its annual Cow Appreciation Day, and Ben & Jerry's canceled free Cone Day last April. Oh, goodness. I know, right? This world is so sad. We need to get back to normal. But we've opened back up a little bit here in Colorado. We have. Yeah, I'm back in the office two days a week. Oh, yeah. We're bringing people back starting in uh, June. That's what, um, you know, I'm in recruiting. I talk to candidates. And, of course, that's a topic. They're like, what's the office situation? And I'm like, oh, two days a week. And they're like, oh. Well, I'm talking to other employers and... They're not going to require anything until June, and then it's optional. And I'm like, well, sorry. Sorry. People that don't want to work in the office, like, I totally get it. But right. you're turning, I don't know. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I have a very strong opinion. I know you do. And that's why we love you. <laughs> and poor you have had to go into the office almost every gosh darn day throughout this whole dang thing. But I've loved it. I love going into work. I think it's fun and I I would go nuts having to stay at home five days a week it was I like the social interactions yeah. and the connections I guess because my job is social interaction right. and connection all day every day that I don't even know like I was in the office yesterday and I talked to two people face to face oh yeah <laughs> no, I talked to multiple people a day face to face and it was because they stopped by. I didn't seek anyone out because I got work to do, y'all. <laughs> uh, I know we we aren't a big royals follower, but Prince Harry and Meghan Markle yes. announced that they are having their second baby. Yeah, and I think that didn't they announce it? Um, yeah, so on Valentine's they did Day. This- on, they did it on Valentine's Day, but it was also significant because it was also the date that uh, Princess Diana's pregnancy with Harry was first announced back in 1984. Isn't that so um, sweet? That's very sweet. Oh, sweet. Um, I did see something earlier today, too, about how they might be ro- losing their royal status roles. Oh, really? What do you mean? So, of course, I didn't read the article, Janet, because I didn't sorry. think we were going to talk about it. I know. I just loved Princess Diana. And so, anything to talk about her. Oh, uh, yeah. I get that. Um, I can't give you any more details right now because I don't remember uh, That's okay. what it specifically meant. But apparently, they are going to be losing their titles. So, because they've kind of left the royal family, all of their, like, it might be that he's not going to be a prince anymore. Like, the princess and prince and all of that stuff. I think that's what they'll be losing. Because I don't remember, they're what, Duke and Duchess of Sussex? hmm So I think that's what they might be um, losing, is that title. And I bet they're fine with that. I heard they're going to yeah, be Yeah, I think so. Are they going to be interviewed by Oprah? Did I hear that? Maybe. Or did I dream that? No, no, no. Anyway. I don't know. But any Princess Diana, that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. In other news this week, have you watched the framing, Brittany? No. So I did see that it was on, um, but I didn't watch it. Uh, but I have heard all about it um, all over social media. Um, I did. But yeah, no, it. I have not watched it. I watched it on Saturday night. It's on Hulu. And I loved it. I'm a big Britney fan. Are you a big Britney fan? I do like Britney. I love her. And um, I found this article that 10 key takeaways from the gripping new documentary. First up, Britney Spears' father, Jamie, who is now her conservator, wasn't a prominent figure during her teenage years. Her mother would do whatever it took personally and for the family's sake for Britney to be a star. 
Um, he was messed up with drugs and, and alcoholism, couldn't keep a job. Um, and the only thing Jamie ever had to say to um, the people that were helping Brittany when she was early on in her career was, my daughter's going to be so rich, she's going to buy me a boat. Yeah. Awesome. But that's good. who's taking care of everything for her now. Perfect. Yeah. That's that's going to be good. Do you want to um, talk about the next one? Yeah. So Justin Timberlake essentially threw Spears under the bus. Um, and so shortly after their relationship ended in 2002, uh, he released the Cry Me a River video, which featured a Spears lookalike and played into unconfirmed rumors that she had cheated. The film also features a clip from a radio interview in which Timberlake less than gallantly reveals that he and Spears had slept together. Um, and the way that people treated her to be very high school about it was like she was the school slut and he was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Eventually, like after all of this came out, there was all of these things and Timberlake went to his Instagram and like his social medias because he felt compelled to apologize after everything was um, premiered. Yeah. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Okay. Yes. And then veteran American broadcast journalist Diane Sawyer also owes Spear an apology. Excerpts from Sawyer's 2003 interview with the pop star make for incredibly uncomfortable viewing. Holding up various images of Spears on magazine covers, Sawyer says judgmentally, what happened to your clothes? Later, she leans into the singer split from Timberlake in a way that frames Spears as the guilty party. Has he gone on television and pretty much said you broke his... He has gone on television and pretty much said you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering. What did you do? By the time Sawyer asks about Spears' rough year in the public eye, the singer had broken down in tears and politely asked to pause the interview. It is heartbreaking to watch. I hate the um, another area that owes Spears an apology is the paparazzi. Shocker. So one for, fr- yeah, right. I think the paparazzi owe many people an apology. Um, but one photographer claims in the film that while working on her for so many years, she never gave a clue or information to us that I don't appreciate you guys. Leave me the app alone. Um, after watching the, after watching archived footage, uh, of the infamous umbrella incident, you'll be left thinking this comment is diluted at best. Right. And the way we spoke about mental health issues 13 years ago was shockingly crass and insensitive. The film features several archive clips, which turned Spears' 2007 breakdown into a punchline. We all remember that. But most horrifyingly is an excerpt from the game show Family Feud. It's the American version of Family Fortunes. I don't know what Family Fortunes is. I'm in America. I don't either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the players were asked to name things Britney Spears had lost this year. Um, and a contestant said lost her sanity and the audience laughs and applauds and it turns out to be one of the correct answers. So sad. Yeah. Uh, so Spears glittering career was always tarnished by misogyny. Um, so archive footage exposes the extent to which she was up against deeply ingrained sexism from the start. After a 10 year old Spears delivers a show stopping performance on a talent show in 1992, The male host has only one question. Do you have a boyfriend? Later, the clever and contradictory way she was was marketed as both Christian girl next door and self-confident sex symbol, making her make her a lightning rod for criticism. Um, Everything from Spears' body to her supposed shortcomings as a mother is considered fair game, which while that's absolutely true and that happened to her, I think that's a lot of women. I mean, I know that Christina Aguilera and many other women um have experienced that so yeah her fans are seriously devoted jamie spears has dismissed the free britney movement as a joke but it continues to gather momentum because fans fans who call his daughter godney and the holy spirit refuse to back down the film offers an illuminating insight into the roots of their loyalty Though many kids grew up with Spears and were initially drawn to her apparent flawlessness and poise as a performer, they only became devoted as her vulnerability began to show. Some say that because Spears allowed them to be themselves when they were coming of age, they now feel it's time to give, kind of do the favor for her. So did they show during the, um, the documentary, did they show the 
leave Britney Spears alone video, the YouTube video. Oh, I thought for sure they would. No. Because that's all I can think I bet- about when I see the free Britney. Right. <sighs> um, but Britney Spears remains an enigma. Though recent court documents reveal that Spears wants her father to be replaced as conservator. Her overall opinions on the arrangement are still open to speculation. Some fans believe that she is refusing to work until the conservatorship terms are reworked to remove her father, but there's no hard evidence to actually prove this. Her former attorney has plainly has said plainly in the film, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And her conservatorship won't be easy to terminate. As the film explains, the courts normally approve a conservatorship when a person is too elderly or infirm to manage their own affairs. Um, it's some—it's very unusual for someone as young and productive as Spears to have her agency taken away like this. Later in the film, an attorney who represented Spears' father says that she was never personally seen. She's never personally seen a court time when a conservatorship was overturned. And finally, Spears and her family members either declined or didn't respond to interview requests. It's difficult to say whether Spears knew the film was being made. At the end of Framing Britney Spears, an on-screen note says the New York Times attempted to reach Britney Spears directly to request her participation in this project. It is unclear if she received the requests, Um, which is very interesting. Well, there's so many questions about if she controls any part of her own life. Yeah. Hmm. So, yes, Justin Timberlake did apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. And um, his wife even came out in supporting of him. So his message, message was, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I'm deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefit and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better, and most importantly because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. And his wife, Jessica Beale, said, I love you, under that post. Sweet. Very nice. Yeah. So then Janet Jackson posted a sweet message to her fans after the apology. (sighs) Sorry, I'm opening it. (laughs) I was still um, looking at the Justin Timberlake one. Um, So her post, um, she responds to her fans love by saying, I was at home just the other day by myself and I began to cry. I was crying because I was so thankful for all that God has blessed me with and all that he has given me. And I'm so thankful for him being in my life. And I'm so thankful for all of you being in my life. You're so special to me. And I want to thank all of you for making control number one, once again, after 35 years, I never, never in a million years, I would never think that this would happen. I really appreciate you. And I love you so, so much. Um, so it looks like Janet Jackson is nothing but positivity these days, despite the dark times that occurred, um, in her time after her Super Bowl halftime show. Um, but her words to her fans come, um, from the recent video she posted on Twitter, um, that she no doubt received a ton of attention after Justin Timberlake posted his official apology. So, um, sorry, I'm still scrolling. I'm not going to play the video. But no. there is a video on her uh, Twitter for everyone to go and uh, look at. Hey, Amber, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Bachelor Nation drama. Okay. And The Bachelor. Okay. And we're back. Janet forgot to turn off the heater. So if you hear heard the roaring in the background <laughs> up until this point, it's my fault. And my husband fell asleep. So uh, we're back. Back. So, this has been a pretty crazy week in Bachelor Nation. Yes. Pretty crazy. Chris Harrison is stepping aside. Yeah. For For now. For a short period of time, supposedly. Yeah. I was shocked on Saturday when that news 
dropped. I was I was meal prepping and I looked down at my phone. And I was like, what? And before I even yeah. read the article, I sent it to you and Ashley. And I was like, what's I happening? I knew it was coming with all the controversy that was coming out and regarding his interviews. I didn't even um, know about that stuff. So I had I had seen it again. I didn't I didn't hear the interview. I didn't I didn't see it on on social media because I don't follow a lot of the social media accounts that were reporting on it. I just kind of saw them like as little blurps that popped up on my phone and I didn't read them um, mostly because ignorant of me, there's a lot of controversy in general. So I just, I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, cause it never explained what really had happened um, in like the little article or like the little topic. So it wasn't until I knew that something was probably going to happen, though. And so I was shocked still, though, when you sent that. Yeah. So I guess um, he was defending Rachel from Matt's season, right? Yes. Yep. She's, and she's one of the front runners um, on the current season and because people are scrutinizing her for social media posts from the past. Um, and in his statement, he said the historic season of The Bachelor should not be marred or overshadowed by my mistakes or diminished by my actions. And what happened is he had an interview with Rachel Lindsay on Extra and, um, he kind of was a little reactive and, and was defending this front runner, Rachel, um, in reference to some of her past social media posts and, um, And he said that he consulted with Warner Brothers and ABC and he's stepping aside for a period of time Um, and he won't be at the after the final rose. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how Bachelor Nation and how the Bachelor franchise Mm -hmm. uh, moves forward with the next steps, because I think that um. In general, I know that the controversy of um, what is being referred to as POC, so people of color being on the show, has been talked about a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Not just this year, but it has been talked about in previous years. But I also think that some of the women from the current season that have really been loved and we really want to see again uh, may not fall within those lines. And so I think that kind of the controversy that came when Matt James came in, um, I wonder if that will happen then as we choose our next bachelorette. And then you have to wonder who's going to take Chris Harrison's place while he steps away. Because I think Rachel Lindsay has also made it very clear that um, she has uh, partially broken or almost broken her contract with bachelor Mm -hmm. uh, franchise. And once her contract is done, she's, I have a feeling she's going to let loose and she's going to say a lot more. And there was a lot of controversy around Caitlin Bristow and everything she had to say. And I think she kept things fairly light. So it'll be interesting to see how Rachel Lindsay moves forward after her contract is done. Right. It, it will definitely be interesting just to see who hosts after the final rose. That'll, that's going to speak volumes, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um, I, and then we had the rest of, cause this really is the biggest news in Bachelor Nation this week. And we had the uh, many people from Bachelor Nation, Nation responding. Trista Sutter, she said that she does think Chris Harrison should be held accountable, but she doesn't agree with the concept of the cancel culture. And I'm right right there with you, Trista. Yeah. This cancel I think cult- it's, culture, it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's you're kind of just cutting it out and you're not having the true conversation and you're not being able to kind of. And that's, I can't. And that's kind of what Rachel Lindsay said after his announcement. Yeah. She's like, this isn't what I wanted. Um, I want people to learn and, and stop saying yeah. I, I'll do better. They should do better. Um, yeah. I completely I, agree with that. I think it is about, about that. It's about doing better. It's about having the conversations. And it's also about, I, I take a, a hesitant stand in saying this, but even referring into Rachel and her post from two years ago, so much of 2020 and 2021, as we continue to stand up and 
stand for what we believe in and make sure that our voices get heard. And especially that those, um, the people of color do have their voices heard. I think we're looking for people to learn how to change their mind. We're looking for them to change their views and to understand and to do all these things. And we don't know what happened between 2018 and 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that was Chris Harrison's point. Um, I don't think he handled it well. But um, I, I hope that we continue to try and do better and have the conversations and help people understand those that they don't understand because that's how we're going to get out of all of the hate and anger mm-hmm. that we're seeing throughout our nation for not just this conversation, but for so many. Right. And Trista Sutter even said, as his friend, I I choose to give Chris the benefit of the doubt that he will do the work that is necessary during this time away from the show to be better and learn from his mistakes. And we all need to learn. We need need to do the work. Um, Absolutely. And then we have, let's see. Oh, Becca. Becca Martinez. I love her. Cute little Becca. I do love Becca. Ari season. She responded to a comment from a fan outraged over Harrison's decision to step away from The Bachelor temporarily. The commenter wrote that the longtime host did nothing wrong, adding, we stand behind you in this and the world sucks when you can't say anything without people complaining. Martinez responded and cue the angry white woman. Yeah, she I follow her on Instagram. Oh, you do. And I do. I love her. I love how honest and brutal she is, but she does it in a way that isn't as aggressive or as assertive as some other members um, of Bachelor Nation. And she's very true to herself. And she is she's also helpful to kind of bring out facts but also help people relate and help people share, you know, she has shared her struggles with giving birth and breastfeeding and um, being in the spotlight and how people, you know, just say different things about her. And I really enjoy her Instagram. I might have to take a look at it. Olivia Caridi, who was on Ben Higgins season of the podcast, responded to somebody that said that Rachel Lindsay or Tasha Adams should be hosting. Cardi agreed that Lindsay was the right fit, tweeting, absolutely should be Rachel, considering she had to endure that interview. I could see that. Oh, I I disagree. I think Rachel Lindsay could be a very hard person to be on that show because she would probably be as a host. I think she could be very aggressive. Um, I think Tasha would be good, mm-hmm. but I think that Rachel would let her own personal opinions overcloud some of those situations. And then Piper James, who's actually from Matt season said, Chris stepping aside is a step. However, I'm waiting to hear the systemic systematic changes. The franchise will be evoking to combat the tokenization of the B I P O C. What is B I? Uh, bachelor. Yeah. It's people of color. Yeah. But I don't know what the B I part will be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> BIPOC? BIPOC? Uh, I don't know. Um, and then Mike Johnson said, I think that when we cancel people, it's almost oh, too easy. Yes. Uh, black, indigenous, and people of color. Okay. There we go. Sorry. See, I just learned something new. Right. Um, so Mike Johnson said, I think that when we cancel people, it's almost too easy. Um, I feel that those individuals that have done something wrong need to say it with their chests. Say it with their chest in other regards as well. I don't know what that means. Say it with their chest. I feel like it should have been said, say it with their chest held high. That's, yeah. Anyway. Hmm. So it's been a crazy, hazy week in Bachelor Nation. It'll be interesting to see how this develops. Um, Do you want to jump into the Bachelor? Let's do it. Let me get my notes. Here they are. (laughs) All right, so we go back two weeks um, to February 8th, where we pick up with Jasenia and MJ fighting about who is the more peaceful one. This (laughs) so unbearable. Yeah, it was really hard to watch. I'm not going to lie, being that I'm famous for uh, pressing fast forward. Yeah. 
I did have to fast forward through some of this just because I also hope that MJ watches this back and realizes how ridiculous and contradictory she sounds. I mean, just everything she's throwing and everything she's saying and the comments regarding, um, I wish I had written it down, but like I had a weak bitch moment, but now I'm back. Like, I don't know. It was, I would have much more appreciated it had she been like, you know what? Just like, uh, what's her name did? Um, Anna, you're right. I said it. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. Right. Okay. Great. But you don't need to attack Jasenia. And whether Jasenia started it or not, like at the end of the day, you said it. So you might want to just own up to it. Yeah. So, um, again, uh, they were asked to arrive before the rose ceremony that night. Um, Jasenia had told Matt that MJ made reference to JV versus varsity, original women versus new arrivals. So Matt takes the time to speak with Jasenia first and essentially... Um, she states that MJ started it. Just kind of says, MJ started this, you know? Yeah. Well, and I also, so I have to say that, um, Jacenia kind of handled it fairly well. I mean, she wasn't being she overly emotional. Better. Yeah. She could have absolutely done better. But, um, I also made some notes in here that Matt, this has probably been one of my favorite seasons for, as much as I've hated a lot that's happened in this season, it's been one of my favorite seasons because of Matt. He's brought, he's been making the right decisions the entire season. He has, I mean, I know there's still a little bit of the, the producers in play here, but you can tell that when he's listening to the women, he's truly listening and he's working it out and he's thinking about it in his head. And I think he's seen that if a woman came forward and said that something happened, even if it's not the full truth, which I think in all of these cases, it very well was. Mm-hmm. But even if it wasn't the full truth, there had to have been somewhere that it started. And so at the end of the day, does he really want to deal with it? And so he's listened to the women. He's getting the information from somewhere. And normally what we see in the other seasons is them like blowing off the conversation and saying, no, I need to feel this out for myself. And it always ends up wrong. And so I like that he's real and he's listening and he's true to what's happening. And you can see that on his face. Yes. And then um, MJ speaks with Matt and tells him that she's emotionally exhausted. And I was too. Um, Yeah. And MJ returns to Jacenia and they just start arguing again. Like, (laughs) stop. Um. And Matt walks MJ out. And Jacenia appears with the other women with a rose. Right? Like, we didn't even get to see him come back and, like, give her the rose. She just, yeah. like, walks in with a rose. Okay. I was wondering if, if that annoyed you, too. I was just like... I was like, did she take it off the table? Did he <laughs> give it to her? Because we had seen it before where it's a two-on-one. He walks the one woman back, walks out, and then he comes back in and is like, yeah, I'm not giving this to you either. You need to go home too. Right. So, or you need to go through the rose ceremony or something like, so I honestly expected them to come in and be like, dude, how'd you get the rose? Right. We left it on the table. There's a lot of times in this season where it's like, huh? What? We missed. We missed the day portion of the day. We missed. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other women arrive and Chris Harrison announces that they're going to skip the cocktail party and go straight to the rose ceremony. And Serena, uh, Serena C blames Katie for making Matt aware of the bullying. Serena C is not happy that Matt knows the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Serena C, I've got a large problem with this episode. Um, she, I don't know. I mean, we can kind of wait a little bit until we get into the episode a little bit more, but I was not happy with her. And, oh, I did have one other comment after Serena started talking shit. She's mad. She retaliates against Katie. It's all her fault. Blah, blah, blah. And she continues to talk about how they're dealing with all the drama. But had the women controlled themselves in this situation, they wouldn't be there. It has nothing to do with Katie. Like, be a person, treat other women appropriately. Like, let's move on. I don't know. And then Ryan and Michelle go as, as so far as to go outside and scream because there's no cocktail party. Yeah. Which, 
I think that I feel like they've done that on another episode, maybe, or I've at least seen women yeah. do it, like trying to get their frustrations out. So, I mean, I get it, but eh, I could have done without it. Uh, long and short, the girls aren't happy. At the rose ceremony, we say goodbye to Ma- Maggie. I know. She's I was gorgeous. I see more of her. I knew she wasn't going to go towards the end. She just, it, I just didn't see it. I was sad to see Ryan go, though. Yeah, Ryan um, cries really hard. I liked her. Yeah. And Brittany. Brittany. Bye. Yeah. See you later. Then we see uh, Heather arrive, and Chris doesn't let her in. He says he's going to have to. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. I must not have, like. Oh, I show that um, after Chris Harrison arrives with the card for Piper. Yes, and there is a Serena card. Serena and Katie, yeah, start talking about talking to each other. I kind of have that and in the box. And then Heather. Uh, <laughs> I was very confused. Sorry. Um, nope, you're fine. I'm kind of all over the page. So Heather arrives. Chris doesn't let her in. <laughs> and then she's seen quarantine, quarantining later. Piper gets the one-on-one card. And then Serena C. goes to Katie's room to pick a fight. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. They seem to be heard throughout I- the house. Katie ends the fight with thank you for the feedback. I thought that was very sharp. I may use that in the future. <laughs> yes. It was nice. And then Ser- uh, Serena brags about the fight to the other women. Katie walks in and hears that. And they fight again. I hated yeah. this. I hated it, too. I was, I was highly irritated. I think when they're traveling, <sighs> there's less, like, tension. Yeah. I mean, I think that that has a lot to do with it. But Serena C. didn't have to say anything that she said. Because at the end of the day, technically... All the drama was done. Mm-hmm. The people that were causing the drama outside of herself were basically gone. And they could have moved on fairly seemingly happy lives. So then we have Piper's one-on-one. Yeah. It's the carnival date. They both, That's literally all I wrote. Oh, they both described the scene as magical. They have dinner. She receives a rose. And they dance to that um, country group that I don't know. Yeah. It's I Temecula Road. Yep, I wrote nothing. I didn't find their date all that exciting. I thought it was boring. No. And then we go to the group date, the bowling date. Which I was also irritated by. Pink petals versus the blue bombshells. Because there's always a competition. And of course, we're always going to make it so that the losing team doesn't get to see Matt. Right. So the pink petals win, but Matt decides everyone can be a part of the evening. Oh, and the blue which bombshells the women are pissed. Get, yeah. Just like, I think it was Ari. Yeah, because it was Crystal that threw a fit when he's like, you guys can come anyway. But, you know, I totally see their point. You know, these moments are meant to spend the time with the women, understand what you're doing. Like, this isn't about the women. And a lot of these women are making it about them. Right. And it's not about you. You are here for him. It's his process, his journey. Um, of finding who he wants to be with and he needs to explore all those options Mm -hmm. but also if you were that other team think about how you would feel you'd be just as happy as they were walking in so let's uh chill our tits people right um and michelle receives the group date rose she does yeah they have a very strong connection they do and then tyler arrives i know i was like tyler cameron time yes he plays pool with Matt. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it was nice. It was very nice. Uh, <laughs> so when they go on the one-on-one dates, Katie, uh, Matt Katie and Katie, and Matt. Yeah. like Tyler walks in and you're like, oh, hi, you're in boxers. What up? Right. It was very nice. And they I get, liked their... Yes, the prank. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it the entire time. I wish they would Great. have more dates like that. Very funny. I know. It was hilarious. It was fun. It, you know, everybody took it really well. I don't know how Katie didn't like jump Tyler Cameron, but whatever. Right. Um, but then. So on their one-on-one date, the massage therapist is an actress. Yes. And Katie and Matt instruct the actress what to do. And I found this to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't, I got to admit, there was a lot that I like fast forwarded, especially when her phone rang and she's like, oh my God, you're never going to guess who I'm massaging right now, Tyler Cameron. I was like, oh, nope, I'm out. It was funny, but I I couldn't do it. I couldn't listen. So after all that, Matt introduces Katie to Tyler and then they go to dinner and the women at the house speculate that she's not coming back. Yeah, and she doesn't. She doesn't. I was very heartbroken, but I want her for Bachelorette. And do you think that's going to happen? No, I don't. Yeah. Have you but read maybe any? I can see her. I've seen a bunch of posts about who people think are, is the next Bachelorette, or maybe there's been a leak, and I haven't clicked on them. Have you? Uh, I have not, but I have seen some of those articles as well. And I think when we get to episode seven, I think that will lead us to a larger conversation about Bachelorette because episode seven was off the chain. Yeah. Shows um, I hand. Then we have a cocktail party where Heather drives herself to the cocktail party in a minivan. She finds yep. Matt after being stuck at the door. And the yeah. other women are furious. Oh, yeah. I wrote pissed. Mm-hmm. Like Piper walks in is super pissed. What the fuck? And da 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 da. And I was like, oh, honey. Relax. You're on national TV. Right. And then we get to this this week, February 15th. We pick up with Heather crashing in on Matt and Piper talking. The other girls are still upset. Yeah. They're pretty pissed. (laughs) Yeah. And Heather explains that she had to take her shot after Hannah Brown, one of her BFFs, said that Matt and Heather would make a great match. The way that the women speak to her was... Yes. Uh, atrocious. Jasenia said, you're so late. Piper said, you're a bachelor hopping or you're bachelor yeah. hopping. Um, I mean, even Michelle was horrible with her. And they were, I mean, they were just ruthless. And I think, you know, I remembered back, I couldn't remember which season it was, but there was a season where um, I think it was a bachelor season. And the women were mad because yet again, Every season, some woman from another season randomly shows up. It feels like um, it Yeah. And the woman was like, you know what? I'm not mad. Like, yeah, it sucks that she's here. But at the end of the day, if he chooses me, I want him to have no doubt. I want him to have no questions. And if this is something that he thinks that he might even have a little bit of emotions with or connection to, then let's explore it. So you can figure out what you really want. Because at the end of the day, I want someone to choose me. Like, I don't want him to wonder and so the way that the women were reacting to this i do get it but oh fuck even rachel she said if matt gives um heather a rose over her then he's been lying the entire time and that she shouldn't be with someone like that yeah it just i don't know it really did bother me um and then all i could think of was if katie was still here this is not how this would have gone down right and Matt, Matt does let Heather go. Um, yeah. It's too deep in the process. He walks her out and apologizes to the other women and invites Piper to chat some more. So he kind of picks up Which, where they left left off. Right. I mean, again, he makes the right decision. He's been making good decisions this entire time. Give him a little faith. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just trust in him. Yeah. And then we have a rose ceremony where we lose Serena C. and Chelsea. Yes. Which I was so happy Serena C went home. Right. And then we have our next one-on-one, which is Serena P. And this kind of sends Abigail into a spiral. She said she feels like she's been slapped in the face. She hasn't had a one-on-one. This is Serena P's second. Yep. And this is where I go, oh, no, Abigail's going to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically. But... On the date with Serena P, they decide to do tantric yoga, which I fast forwarded through because WTF. Well, and Serena is like, this is not my style. She says she isn't overly affectionate. Yeah, but Matt like really enjoyed it. And I could understand like his side of you, but I do appreciate that she was honest just like he did. And um, although it led Matt to partially thinking if they might be on different wavelengths, um, she does end up getting the rose. She does. And he appreciates her honesty, like you said. And he admits that he's falling for her and she reciprocates. What's the word? Reciprocates? Jeez. 
I got you. Thanks. <laughs> then we have a group date. And this is one where they showed no daytime portion, just yeah. the nighttime portion. That's very odd. Yeah. And on the date was Piper, Michelle, Rachel, Bree, Kit, and Abigail. And Bree lets Matt know that she quit her day job, and Matt seems to like that. Says that that confirms that she's here for him. I'm like, yeah, that part I wasn't all that thrilled about. Followers, the money making opportunity. I don't know know either. Um, yeah. So then he goes. I have him talking to Abby. Yeah. Um, or Abigail. Like, you can tell that he doesn't seem engaged. He's very readable. Mm-hmm. And I can see by the minute he, while well, she's talking, he's looking at her. And I was like, oh, he's going to send her home. Yeah. She's not going to make it. And she asks and he, if their relationship can go anywhere. And he explains that he, he thought they were solid. So he explored other things. And those other things grew to be deeper than this relationship he kept on the back burner. Yeah, uh, there was a meme that I forgot to send you where uh, Matt James was talking to, it shows like Matt talking to Abigail and somebody was like, yeah, Ab- Abby needs, deserves better than I was comfortable and forgot about you. Right. Oh. So that My was really heartbreaking. favorite Matt James moment was yes, this Yes, absolutely. I, it, it was very hard to watch and I was a little irritated. Uh, but in the end, so... Abigail goes home and the date rose goes to Rachel, which pisses Kit off originally because Kit at first starts talking about how she's positive she's going to get the rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it goes to Rachel. And the other women are upset too, but Kit is interesting because she's adamant she's going to get the rose. And then we see her showing up to Matt James's doorstep. Well, before Rachel gets the group date rose, Kit tells, you know, Matt, you know, I. I, I want to finish school. I don't want to have kids until I'm 26 and she's 21. And he's like, eh, that no matter. I'm good. We're good. And yeah. then Rachel gets the group date rose and then carry on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like Matt's doing his little whatever story time in his area. And Kit shows up to Matt's doorstep looking absolutely traumatized. Mm-hmm. It looks like she has been left out on the side of the road for days by this man. And she comes in and she starts telling them that she's just not ready. You know, the hometown dates are next week and she doesn't know she's ready for that next step with him. And I was like, really? You're just now deciding this? Um, Her little pride was hurt. Yeah, that's what I think happened. I was like, "Mm, no, you were pretty happy to get that rose. And now that you didn't get it, you're like, no, I can't keep doing this. And so she also leaves. Yep. And I'm okay with that. I was as well. Then we have the one-on-one with Jesenia. Which is a car crash course of some sort. They drive race cars, and it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. I fast forward. <laughs> and then in the second portion, she expresses her feelings, and Matt admits he is progressing further with others. So Jesenia yeah. leaves. Because, again, as Jesenia starts talking, I'm watching Matt and going, oh, he's sending this bitch home, too. Right. This is... A lot of women went home in this episode. It was a lot. And then yeah. we have the rose ceremony where we say goodbye to Piper. And next yeah, week, wait, she was pissed. Yes. Yes, she was. She's a fiery Damn. one. Not surprised yeah. that she's she was in that article that we talked about after the Chris Harrison. Because she got things to say. Yeah, she got a lot to say. So that leaves Bro. us to next week where we have hometowns. Yeah. It'll be interesting because it looks like Rachel's will be um, one of the controversial controversial ones that we see. So my top three at the beginning of this season are all gone. (laughs) So I still have. I've never done that badly. I have one still in the running. Which one? Brie. But I do have to say, I really think Michelle is going to go far. Yeah. She seems like she's a good mix of, like, the seriousness and the funny and, like, the down-to-earth that he wants. Mm -hmm. And they really do seem to have whatever the producers are showing us. It appears to be a really good connection. Right. But, so, I have a theory. And I don't know that this will play out. But, um, right before our podcast, there was uh, this, like, article 
where it was talking about how Brie recently posted some Instagram photo of her at a pool with a coffee mug, pretending that she was trying to get her job back after being off The Bachelor. So my question, so I'm wondering if, is she trying to play us? So is she trying to be like, oh, like I don't make it that far. So now I'm trying to get back on my career when really he chooses her in the end because we often end up seeing that the person that we don't expect ends up being the one they choose because their connection was something we never saw the whole time. Right. And so they're going to gear us towards Michelle. And in the end, it'll be Brie. Oh, my goodness. That. Wow. Yeah. We shall see. Right. I guess. I don't know. Now my brain's going. Okay. All right. Yeah. What are you drinking? We didn't talk about this and we should have, and I'm so sorry. So with a little glitter in it, um, I am drinking Canteen Spirits Watermelon Vodka Soda. How is it? That sounds delightful. It's actually not bad. It has zero sugar, zero carbs. Um, It's just very light. It's nice when I don't necessarily want a heavy glass of red wine, um, since that tends to be what I drink. Um. But it's only got like 99 calories too. But somebody else was trying to get me to try um, some cocktail in a can. And I didn't see anything that I sounded good. So I tried this, poured a little glitter in a glass, and here we are. Nice. Yeah. I got the Truly. Got the Truly going. I'm actually going to start my second can. Um, Perfect. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Uh, so I did finish All the Missing Girls. Mm-hmm. Um. I have mixed feelings. Why? So I think in the end, the story was good. It was a good story. But much like some of the other reviews that I read after, it's really hard the way that they told it. Because then you get to the end and you have a really hard time remembering how the pieces fit together since it's told backwards. I appreciate that she wanted to tell it in a different way, Mm -hmm. but... It was really hard. And to be honest, the main character, um, I started to dislike her. She bothered me a little. (laughs) Like, there was something about, like, her integrity and, like, the way she carried herself that just pissed me off. I can see that. Um, But I did want her to, um, I don't want to say anything in case anybody reads it, but... I did want her to be with one character over another. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So I liked the story, but I did not like that it was told backwards. I felt like it was a really slow process to get to the really nitty gritty of the story and get to the details. I feel like it could have been told differently. But so now I'm reading The Perfect Couple, um, which is I can't remember her last name, but I think it's like Jackie Kebler or Kibler. Um, And it is a story that starts out with two um, dead men in uh, London, mm-hmm. um, in Bristol. And this woman comes home after like a, uh, press conference or something like that. And it turns out that her husband is now missing, but as they start going now, this is another psychological thriller. And so there's going to be twists and turns at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they start going, like all of a sudden, like all the photos she had of her and her husband in the last couple of weeks on her phone are missing. And, like, he doesn't work where he says he works. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, is he going to be the killer or is he going to end up dead? So, um, and it's also interesting because I'm listening to it on tape and when the woman doing it has the London accent. Oh, I love it. Which I thought at first was going to annoy me, but I actually love it. I love listening to, yeah. Well, I'm not, there's no books in my life right now. Um, I did finish the apology line. They dropped their last episode was it this week i listened to it this morning yeah um very highly recommend it's from wondery it's called the apology line um the even the rich podcast has started a new season with the kardashians and i'm here for it love it i watched keeping up with the kardashians not all 14 years off and on throughout the 14 years um but I really like Even the Rich. I just like them. They did Britney Spears. I think I talked about it oh. last time. Yeah. And a lot of things in the documentary are in that one. So that's what I'm listening to podcast-wise. 
music wise music 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 taylor swift re-released love story she's re-releasing her fearless album because her catalog got purchased by her old record label so she's re-releasing that album that oh that makes so much sense now yeah and i listened to love story the new version and it's not that much different (laughs) but that's that's fine i get it um Eric Church is slowly releasing Nuggets from his Heart um, and Soul album, and he released Leonard Skinnerd Jones, which is okay. It's fine. Nothing crazy. Um, and watching. I am watching Firefly Lane on Netflix, and I recommend it. It's um, Catherine Heigl. It's adorable. It's a little dark. It's a little twisty. It's, it's really good. Well, all right, then. Are you watching anything? No, I'm just watching the same stuff. Yeah, like, I watch my normal shows at night, and then that's it. I never turn on anything new, really. Ah. I got that. I got that. Um, So Mm. last time we talked about what we're going to replace the wine book with. Um, Will you remind me what that was? Um, so I had told you that I was finding some other facts that we could read. So like fun or weird facts about wine. But I also started down this uh, rabbit hole of like the weirdest wine labels or like the rudest wine labels where like if you put their names together, like it creates like a swear word or it creates oh. like something rude. So um, I'm trying to find a good article because a lot of them are from like 2018 and prior. Mm-hmm. So not that these wines aren't still out, but I was hoping to find something new. So I might be looking at that as well. Okay. Do you have any this week? Oh. If not, I you, mean, we can wait for the next one because I've got something <clears throat> to replace it. Oh, good. Let's do that. Okay. All right. I would have texted you if I didn't have a backup. So I got my most recent issue of Cosmo. And I have torn out a page to replace because the wine book's done. Wine book's done. And while you're looking for your positive poly, I've got these, um, this list of underrated self-care things you should do. Number one, eating in bed like a grown-ass woman who makes her own house rules. Number two, hand-washing your very nice, very overpriced underwear. Number three, really fuzzy socks that don't make your feet sweat. Number four, making HGTV the soundtrack to your workday. Number five, kindly informing your group chat that you're about to ghost them in order to fully recharge your tired brain. Number six, a bubble bath that lasts so long that you have to drain and add new hot water halfway through. Number seven, standing up to look out of your window and observe nature or people or people's really cute dogs. Number eight, noodles. That's it. Number nine, moving Insta to the very last page of your home screen to combat hours of zombie scrolling. That can also be TikTok. Number 10, spending two hours on the phone with your bestie, even though you're both watching Netflix without talking. So those are 10 Little life hacks, self-care, do it from Cosmo. Very nice. What you got for positive poly? All right. Don't carry your mistakes around with you. Instead, place them under your feet and use them as stepping stones to rise above them. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Amber, thank you so much for joining me today. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure and like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all the things and if you have something to say to us send us an email at two girls and a bottle of wine at gmail.com okay bye bye